0: Hola pessoal, tudo bem? And welcome to the Brazil Crypto Report podcast, where we talk to the builders, entrepreneurs, and influencers from across the Brazil crypto ecosystem. I'm your host, Aaron Stanley, and today I'm joined by Connor Brady to discuss the upcoming Ethereum São Paulo event that's coming up next month. Hey, everybody! Uh, welcome, Connor. Thanks for joining. Hey,
1: hey, guys. How's it going? How are you, man?
0: Doing very good. It's good to have you back on. Yeah. Uh, for context, Connor and I had a chat here a couple of months ago. We did a little deeper dive into how we ended up in Brazil as a gringo organizing Ethereum events. So be sure to check that out if you want to learn more. But Connor, why don't you tell us a bit about what you have going on with Ethereum São Paulo coming up next month here?
1: Thanks, Aaron. We've been planning uh, Ethereum São Paulo basically after after we finished uh, Ethereum Rio in March. We we just want to keep the momentum going. Of the the previous event, we want to keep, you know, that we had like quite a large team and so on. So there were some people we just wanted to, you know, keep with us to, uh, you know, have that continu- continuity. Bill, uh, we just so we decided to uh, actually it was Solange who decided to kind of create the Ethereum Brazil project, I suppose you call it. Yeah, so so Solange and I. Um, Decided, you know, okay, let's do it. Why did we decide Brazil? Because, look, Solange is from Sao Paulo. I'm based, I'm originally from Ireland, but I'm in Rio for, well, I'm in Brazil for 15 years. Um, And the community, like some countries you have, like, you know, the New York or the uh, Lisbon or the Berlin. And they're kind of very separate uh, communities i would say that in brazil everyone's kind of even within their own projects people are in different cities like especially i suppose the big three big cities are Floripa, sao paulo and rio i would say where where most from my knowledge anyway for, where most where most people are based
0: most crypto, most crypto people you mean
1: yeah and even sao paulo there'd be a lot of different cities within Sao Paulo, the state. So the state is quite large. So obviously Sao Paulo city is very populous, um, but the state itself has lots of big, you know, over 1 million people cities as well. There was no point trying to do like, oh, let's do a, just a Sao Paulo group or just a Rio group. Let's just join it all together. And we try, like what we're trying to do is we're trying to nurture the Web3 community in Brazil. So we're not kind of exclusive you know like we're not saying people you know you have to be on evm or whatever i suppose like as the merge comes and the l2s get stronger and so on we're hoping like my, my way of my thinking is that most people will naturally migrate to a more decentralized system so we're not we're like we're not telling people what to build on or whatever We just hope that they'll see which the best ones, you know, the best ones are. And, like in my opinion, Ethereum is at the base of that, and then we're going to have a lot of great L2s. Then just offering different solutions for different, you know, for different uh, tools that people are
0: building. And so you started planning East São Paulo after Ethereum Rio, which was was kind of a smash hit. Uh, we talked about it last time you were on, but you said know, you you, you're, you started this off as kind of just like a meetup just to see who shows up. And you end up getting like, you know, <laughs> fifteen hundred thousand people yeah. piling in uh, back in March, which is pretty cool. So keeping the momentum going, let's do another thing in Sao Paulo later in the year. Obviously, uh, the market's a little bit different now than it was, you know, probably back when you first started planning for Eat Sao Paulo. Maybe talk a bit about how, you know, just you've kind of had to shift the scope of this a little bit just to kind of optimize for we're not in the you know, a frenzy season anymore. We're kind of in the building season now.
1: Sure, sure. Now, um, <laughs> good point. Because what so what we started organizing the events, like kind of at the scale of Rio, which is kind of, um, I like to call them kind of more showcase events where it's like a celebration Celebrationary events like you're bringing all people together, they're going to partying. There's some big, you know, big name speakers, as they call them, and you know, obviously workshops, boot camps, uh, hackathons, or whatever. But it's like there's loads of stuff going on. So in Rio, we it was like 10 days, so it was a marathon event for us, but it was fantastic and we had our great feedback. So we said, okay, let's try something similar in Sao Paulo because it's actually a larger. You know like business wise and population wise it's it's a major city i would say in in brazil for brazilians uh obviously for foreigners most more people know rio and so on but we said okay let's do something big for sao paulo because it's it's such an important uh city so we started planning uh we took about two months planning uh, worked really hard rented a space at which was in which is a beautiful setting in a in a in a large park in the centre of Sao Paulo. So you prepare a deck for like a, a sponsorship deck for sponsors and so on, so that you can pay for the whole thing. Once the deck was ready, that was like mid June, <laughs> and that's exactly coincided perfectly with uh, with the with the whole bottom falling out of the market. So obviously, like any industry across the world. Once there's a lot of turmoil in the markets or, you know, like or in their, in their own market, usually the CFO comes in and says, okay, nobody's spending money <laughs> unless it's like urgent.
0: Marketing, marketing budgets are the first to yeah. get slashed, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, like everything was getting slashed, but we were like marketing budgets are like, they're the first to go. So previous sponsors, you know, we spoke to them and they're like, look, it's, it's just not going to happen we can't sponsor and so on so we said um you know that would, like took a week or two and it kind of we quickly came to the realization that we couldn't we weren't going to produce it like we wouldn't have the money to pay for the production and so on um so we just went back to the drawing board we were going to try in the same place or whatever but we just we had to change the location because the location we had would have it, it's just a blank space so it would like the cost of putting everything in there was was enormous so we went on the search for another place uh, another venue and after much negotiation we found another venue and that's uh Kubo. it's in villa olympica it's- it's it's a kind of purpose-built building. I think it's only five or six years old, new, spanking new. It's near the financial center in Sao Paulo. Yeah, so it's, a, it's it's a great location. It's got all the amenities, and it was just it was just easier for us. That so that's kind of the business side. Like like some of the team were saying, oh, let's just cancel it. I didn't want to do that because I think like in a you know we all know in a bear market we say it's the build market. So I really wanted to. Do something for people who are still building, because obviously a lot of the hype and you know the partying and all that is is kind of less or got you know gone. But I did want to uh, like I did want to be able to support the people who are building projects. We just put it's like a builder first uh, event, so it's a hackathon. Um, we're going to have a small boot camp for you know newer into the dev side of things. Uh, we're going to do workshops and we're going to have a launchpad as well. So that's that's more like helping startups find funding, which is super important at the moment because it's super difficult to get funding. Uh, we still might lose money on it, but I, I think it's for a good cause. And like, you know, people will remember it in the, in the, in the long run and, you know, hopefully we've helped people and uh, they'll um, support us in the future.
0: Yeah. And I think your your thesis here of kind of it just uh, like momentum begets momentum. And sometimes you just have to kind of keep your foot on the gas pedal, you know, yeah. even if you're going to be a little slower than you were initially. Yeah, uh, There's definitely value to that. Um, and also it's kind of an old adage at this point, but everybody in crypto is like, oh, you know, it's the, the bear markets is when real stuff gets built, you know, because everyone's, you know, they're not traveling around the conferences and partying like they were before, but they're kind of focusing and heads down and, and then you end up, you know, a lot of the fluff and a lot of the kind of the scammy stuff ends up just kind of going away. So you get more serious people. Um, so I've always personally found the best events that I've ever, you know, helped organize or or been a part of in some capacity. were always, you know, generally during the bear market.
1: Yeah, well, that's where you meet the real hardcore people, right? The hardcore people who are dedicated to the kind of the cause or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, they're yeah, kind of passionate yeah. about it, you know, not- and they're not just doing yeah, it for the easy money, money right?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not the get rich quick crowd. And it's not the you know, the weird scam dog (laughs) coin crowd or whatever. So maybe talk a bit more about I mean, Brazil is obviously a huge market, right? It's very young in crypto years, right? If you know dog years, crypto years. Like it's it's very I don't want to say immature, so that sounds kind of childish, but like it's not as advanced as a lot of other markets that many of these crypto communities operate in, right? I mean, maybe talk a bit about just the opportunity that here for like a protocol or, you know, a community, a Web3 community to really kind of get in early in, in a market that has like really huge potential. Why is this a market that people should be focusing on in the bear market right now, specifically from kind of like the builder side of things?
1: Yeah. So actually there was an article out yesterday. I don't know if you saw it from NASDAQ. They were basically saying that Brazil has all the pieces in place to really, by itself, it could drive, um, you know, usage of Ethereum Bitcoin. Bitcoin. It's got a, I think there's, it's like 16 or 17% of Brazilians use, um, use crypto. Also, what a lot of people don't realize is probably Brazil has one of the best digital banking in general, like just outside crypto, digital banking there are lots and lots and lots of people who have come on into the banking system in the last two or three years. They have this new system that's called PIX. It's super interesting. It's basically like a set up by the central bank and it's basically automated payments, right? So with no charges. So for example, if you're buying coconut on the beach, the guy you can send him, like, the equivalent of, you know, 50 cents or a dollar or something, and he'll just tell you, you know, like, his phone number. You send it to his phone number, and he'll see it there and then. So you just pay it like that. There's there's no, like, Brazil has gone from being one of the worst banking systems in the world to one of the best, right? So it was kind of easy for it to kind of have that whole digital uh, transformation because it was just so... Bloody bad! It was like terrible, you know. So people were like, "Yeah, I'll try that." (laughs) It's like I have no loyalty whatsoever to my bank because they've been just ripping me off and treating me like shit for the last, you know, forever. So so when these new digital banks, like you have New Bank and so on, a lot of uh, interbank as well, so they're just fantastic. There's a lot of American Wall Street money behind them, but you know, these these are really Fantastic! Actually, New Bank has just started taking crypto. Um, you can save in crypto as yeah. well, and, and and so on. So it's it's people like Brazilians use social media a lot. Like they're one of the highest uh, population, probably the highest in the world, per you know per person. People use their cellular, you know, their phones a lot, and and so on. So using crypto, using Web3 products, we have to see yet. But I think using crypto in general, people, a lot of people who are just even new to to having a bank account, I think, should be easier to kind of, uh, you know, bring them into kind of crypto products and so on through those through those.
0: And then how would you say this applies to the builder mindset? Right. And there's been a few kind of DeFi dApps that are projects and DAOs and things that have spun up in Brazil the last year or two. Maybe talk a bit about just what that like kind of developer and builder community, like the types of folks that you're really going after. How does everything you just said kind of impact their mentality?
1: Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I think you're going to have two parts to it. You're going to have projects that are based in Brazil. I think People ask me, like, why is Brazil so different to Argentina in the Web3 space, right? And this is this is my answer. So Argentina has a lot of, you know, old and great projects like Open Zeppelin, Decentraland, POAP, etc., right? That Brazil doesn't have those really big names, uh, like Web3, kind of, uh, you know, from the olden days <laughs> in dog years. Right. Why is that? Because I like my, my theory is that Argentina didn't really have a web two kind of uh, a strong web two scene. In Brazil, there's a really strong web two scene. Like if you're a dev, you go you go into you know there's like for all of Latam, I think maybe seventy percent of the the unicorns are Brazilian. Yeah, there's a there's a massive web two scene here so devs naturally went into that that was kind of you know you go from university if you're a computer engineer or whatever you get a good job you get paid well that I think is going to change um I think the first the first stage will be and we're seeing this already will be Brazilian uh engineers uh or you, you know designers UX people business people working for international companies you know like. Uh, for example, I was speaking to Barbara, uh, who, you know, who works at MetaMask. She's a product manager on the on the, the MetaMask wa- uh, uh, wallet. She, she spoke at our last event. You know, this kind of people who live in Brazil, you know, they've obviously got the smarts or whatever. Um, they can earn really good money and, you know, live in Brazil on a, you know, a, on a less, you know, the spending, you know, ex- lower expenses than they would be in, in in the US or in Europe and I think people get that experience use that experience have a bit of money and that's where we're gonna see you know like in the next year or two I think we're gonna see people you, you really need the experience to, for it to be a serious project you can't just you know um, you know you, you, you need some experience uh, for for the projects to be successful but uh, and and right. even you see some of them like Pod's finance and so on. I know that team quite well, and they they you know they worked on they worked on a few international projects as well. So, and then they you know they came together. Actually, they met at a hackathon at uh, East Denver, and and now they're they're doing really well. So yeah, I, I like it's a bit like as you said, it's developing, but that's how I see the whole ecosystem building out. And then like Brazil. The other thing is there will be opportunities, you know, Brazil-specific, I think, projects. But I think there's going to be, like that was in the past, Web2, like what they would, the, the kind of playbook for Web2 in Brazil is like you see something that's really working in the US and then you bring it to Brazil and kind of Bra- brazil it. it. So, but the, the difference now is that Web3 is kind of global, right? But the great thing is now, you can create a, a global product, you know, but be earning uh, dollars, right? Or earning a stronger current, you know. Uh, so the way, like, I think if you're going to start it, do a startup now and you're living in Brazil and you're a couple of smart guys, it makes more sense to do a, a where you have access to a global market as opposed to just the Brazilian market.
0: And obviously, your event is kind of uh, a shelling points of sorts for those types of people who are maybe they're looking to tap into the broader global Web three community and not just build stuff specific to Brazil. But there's and then obviously it provides kind of an on ramp for companies or protocols who are don't have much of a presence in Brazil to enter into the market and really have access to kind of a high value group of people, yeah, uh, skills motivated people. Maybe talk a bit more about the value proposition of getting involved in an event like ETH Sao Paulo at this time, you know, versus maybe just sponsoring some other like random ETH event. What's unique about this that uh, you might not be able to find at, you know, I mean, these ETH events are kind of a dime a dozen these days, right? Yeah. But but what's what's kind of the unique value here, you think?
1: Well, uh, I think you've just got a massive uh, population and, and a very nascent ecosystem, like there's huge potential here. Um, like even from like speaking to some of the uh, some of the companies who sponsored Ethereum Rio, like they just they were like wow this is really alpha you know they were speaking to people who are building projects you know for example Certic who who do um, auditing of uh, uh, you know smart contract auditing and so on they were like wow we're we're talking to projects here and they don't even know what an audit is like you know that kind of. Um, <laughs> Like, that That sounds a bit bad, but it's, it's. they didn't know what it is, but they didn't, they wouldn't even know how to go, start about going, to, you know, how to do it and, and so on. So there was like, so there were, there were a meeting, like, if you're, if you're meeting like a hundred, you know, or whatever, 50 projects like that, and they're the first person they've spoken to from any auditing company, you're really, you're really getting ahead of, of the competition,
0: right? So it's almost like a loyalty play, right? Where like you have a lot of hungry people that are, they want to learn, they want to get involved, but they maybe haven't gotten as much attention as they would have liked. They need some extra tools, some extra support, some extra, you know, handholding, if you will. But, you know, the the first people that give them that, they're going to be probably pretty loyal to, I would assume. Moving ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, like, there's, I'm sure there's uh, special marketing uh, words that we, <laughs> we should be using, but um, it's like, the, <laughs> that you know, that whole first mover advantage, you know, people know you, you get your foot in, you get your foot in the market and it just makes it so much easier then, right? As opposed to, you know, trying to come in and then be the competition. Like, if you look at Binance, like, they got in here years ago and they are just, humongous now like on on you know on the exchange side and the wallet side they are like i think they have like 60 percent of the market or something like that they they are just humongous but they got in early right so but that's mm-hmm. they're the obvious ones but in the in the more the web three space uh i think you could look at finance and you know what they did they kind of got people on the ground you know obviously they uh, invested accordingly and so on it's a different culture it's diff- things work differently and so on even from the last event some companies use this as their starting point to come into brazil right so mm. for example we're speaking to polygon now like polygon don't have anyone in brazil which is just is just mind-blowingly mental like because mm. of the well, size yeah. of the place <laughs> and the size of someone like polygon right so they're 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 speaking yeah. to us about sao paulo and you know they're really they're hiring here and so on so this is a good way for them to kind of you know some some of their you know strategy people or whatever they can come down they can start talking to people just to give them an idea of what level of knowledge people have you know what what kind of people they're dealing with it makes sense knowing your you know knowing your customers uh you know knowing knowing your audience um there's no better way than to kind of come down and just speak to them face to face
0: yeah, especially the place as unique as Brazil, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's totally different. And it's not like LATAM. It's kind of, it is LATAM, obviously, but, but it's a different language, right? It's Portuguese. And I was even speaking to, like, just going back to Polygon again, like they were saying, oh, we're going to do LATAM and we're, we're going to start with Mexico and Colombia. And I was like, guys, you do know, like, that Brazil is kind of, it's nearly 50% of the whole GDP of the whole region. And it's one country. Why would you not start the easy way with one? Country? Obviously, they had some guys that spoke Spanish, so they thought that was easier. But then they revised it, and then they're like, "Okay, we're getting some from Brazil because you know <laughs> because it, it just is so bloody big."
0: Right. Not, that's right. not to
1: take away from Mexico, or, you know, Colombia. Obviously, uh, great friends there, but but just from a from a like a global business perspective, it's, it's a and and actually in a previous life uh, I used to work with them as a business consultant for companies international companies coming to Brazil and if you look at any of the success stories for Latin America like the you know Starbucks and all this kind of thing they all start strong in Brazil you know that's 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 the playbook that's the playbook
0: interesting interesting so you start in Brazil and you build your way out to the other markets yeah, interesting yeah
1: yeah because it's the easiest one, and then you get like you you kind of grow a real presence. It's it can be a little bit difficult at, at the beginning. So once you pass those difficulties, you know you kind of you kind of get to understand how to work on different regions. There, and Sao Paulo, like and Sao Paulo as a as a city is so large, and it's kind of the financial center. So a lot of you know those financial kind of legal all all that kind of. Um, infrastructure for, you know, for large operations, a lot of them are in Sao Paulo and for, for companies like, you know, if you're in the kind of DeFi space or, you know, you're wanting to sell, you know, a partner with banks and the, and the likes of that, you know, Sao Paulo is, is definitely.
0: So turning back to, to your event here. So how are you guys defining success here? Just given you've kind of revised the scope, focusing more on, on just builders and trying to attract high quality devs and builders and high quality uh you know projects to intermingle with those folks. How are you defining success? And so what's kind of your ideal partner for this event too from, you know, if, if there's a protocol that's interested in in sponsoring or getting involved here, what's the like what are you kind of looking for from from a partner?
1: The success question first, I would say success for us if builders come out of this, they've made new you know friendships networks and that leads to new projects or at least them getting jobs or whatever that that for me personally is success what are we looking for from partners well uh to be blunt money like we need sponsorship because it's really tough out there Um. so you know like we've had some sponsors just oh no but we can help you with uh promotion blah 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 and i'm like well Although that's nice, <laughs> it's not going to pay her. Like we're, we're kind of, we have a budget and it's going to be really tough to kind of balance that budget. So I'm, I'm being really blunt with people about that part. Obviously we want, you know, good names, uh, preferably EVM compatible, but we're not, again, we're kind of, uh, we're being flexible. We're like, we're trying to be inclusive, not exclusive. And people who can bring technical help, you know, people who can do workshops, people who can teach our community and you know, really just add to the whole life of the the whole event. Um so yeah, yeah, it's 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 gonna be really fun. We're also looking for um investors and ecosystems, because we're gonna have what's called a launch pad. We did that in Rio, it was really successful. We had like we had a track for uh you know investors like so VCs, so we had some Famous uh, ones from Brazil, include Valor Capital and, and and some others, and then we had the ecosystems presenting, like the Ethereum um, Ethereum Foundation Grant Program Sandbox, uh, and then like Salo and a, a Mercado Bitcoin, who's who, who are the largest um, centralized exchange here. Yeah, like so, anyone who's interested in meeting builders, getting to know, we have like, yeah, they can, they can contact us.
0: Great. So what's the, uh, the easiest way to learn more? Where should people go?
1: Just go to our website, uh, Ethereum Brazil with an S, brazil.com. Uh, so yeah, you can, you can find our channels. Te- Telegram is, is where we do most of our talking. I would say we have a discord for deeper dives, uh, Twitter as well. Instagram, I personally hate hate it, but you know, in Brazil, everyone's on Instagram, so uh, we just got to do what you got to do. So yeah, it, it's all there. It's all on our website. Just uh, click through, and if you want to contact me, I'm at Connor C-O-N-O-R, d, d for dog, B for boy. So Connor D B uh, on Twitter on Telegram.
0: Great. Well, thanks, Connor, for coming on the show here. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back soon with another great episode. Obrigado, everyone, and thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the Brazil Crypto Report newsletter on Substack if you haven't already. And please do give the show a five-star rating on your podcast app if you enjoyed this content. We'll be back soon with another great guest.